0: Well, we're trying this again. We recorded the Monday Morning Messages, there are four in this series on slavery, about a month and a half before they actually aired, only to find out after they'd actually aired that our signal we'd used to record them was faulty. And so the first two were just a mess. Looked like the third one was still gonna cut in and out. So rather than just trying to patch them, we're just gonna redo them, all right? So this is, what does the Bible say about slavery? Part one. And it is part one of four parts. So, and we may even run longer now that we're redoing it. So please keep that in mind. And no matter how many times I brought that up, the first time we went through, I, I received outraged and demanding, as well as some very kind, but saying, well, you didn't, you didn't talk about this first and you didn't bring up about this. And I'm going, it's a four part. Uh, one gentleman, even whenever I, I reminded him again, it's a four-part, then fire back. So you're going to answer those questions, and what, where, where are you going to answer I won't solve all of your issues about the Bible as I walk through this next really six months, as we talk about different issues in Scripture, how we got our Bible, what the Bible is. And when I do answer some of your questions, it's not going to be a universally beloved answer. Uh, because that's not the way humans work. It does, we have different opinions upon whether it should rain, while it is raining, how hard the rain is, how much we actually need. I and mean, we could go on like that for the next half hour, talking about how we view the same meteorological phenomena in a variety of ways and can get rather steamed about it. And so when you bring up something like slavery, which is a horrid evil, there's just no other way you could put it we're going to clash so I'm putting it out there this is what I see and this is the way I read scripture there it is only a matter of time if you are a believer and you say that you believe your Bible that you're going to be challenged on a variety of things especially with the rise of atheism Uh, and atheists are not our enemies Uh, they are they are there because they're there for a reason. Uh, they are atheists for a reason, and I think we should uh, be listening, and we should then engage with any point that they want to engage on. It, and slavery is going to be one of those. They're going to look at the Bible and they're going to say, "Look at the slavery in here. Not only does it exist, it is condoned in Scripture. Not even condoned. It is regulated by God in Scripture." and even further than this, while regulated by God in scripture, God seems to keep changing the regulations. Now if any of this makes you terribly uncomfortable, then you've really come to the right place because I'm not going to explain any of this away. I'm not going to make you feel better. What I'm going to do is actually say, yeah, yeah, so let's figure out what was going on there, why, and what that might mean for the way we read scripture. all right, That's a a big, that's a heavy lift for a Monday morning, isn't it? But hey, we're redoing it. So with practice, maybe it gets a bit better. Um, The laws of ex in exodus that start unrolling rules about slavery should make us pause, especially When the slavery in Egypt uh, where they enslaved the Israelites was looked upon correctly as evil, well then why would God give the Israelites rules about slavery? And here we come to another very important part. I see this occurring about four minutes in, so please mark this and know about this because this is, I got several objections Uh, saying, but what about this in scripture and this in scripture? And they were referring to incidents that occurred. When the Bible reports that something happened, it is not the same as endorsing it. It's not the same as saying, and the angels in heaven rejoiced at this. No, You you got Jephthah, horrible situation. You've got the rape of Tamar, horrible situation. These things are not endorsed they are reported. And that brings us to another hugely important thing about slavery and frankly about quite a lot of scripture. God lays out regulations. That doesn't mean they're going to keep them. Doesn't mean Jew or Gentile are going to keep them. Old covenant, new covenant, however you want to phrase it. People don't keep the law and yet they often claim that they are and that they're following god and that by doing so they tarnish the reputation of god so for example the year of jubilee i saw that quoted a few times on twitter recently as a way to um, for left-leaning christians to pull right-leaning christians over the line you know saying come on come on we should just cancel all the debts uh, the year of jubilee god had a year of Jubilee laid out where debts were canceled and and property went back from whence it came. It was a reset button. And for a nation in that time, that was a brilliant idea. And And you could argue, you could argue that that might be scalable up to nations, but what you also need to be aware of, we have no evidence, no evidence they ever did it. None. Yeah, the law was there, but they didn't follow the law. At least as far as we can tell, there are no reports of it. Certainly no archeology span to back it up. So think about this. The cities of refuge cities on both sides of the Jordan. These were laid out. The laws are amazing. Forward thinking, very uh, humanist in their way of of laying out justice and the opportunity for justice. But also the opportunity for vengeance when that is required and if you killed somebody uh, and you said it was an accident you could run to one of these cities and you'd be protected and you'd, there would be a trial and after that trial things unfold uh, i heard so many sermons about these growing up and i thought these were the most wonderful things ever problem is we don't see it happening in archaeology and in the, the historical record you know there are tales out there But in the historical record, we don't see them doing this. So time after time after time, God is making regulations. They're being written down. That's uh, that's the way we talk about our scripture is that these people are writing the words of God and we'll talk a lot about that starting in February. So hang in there and I'm not going to let you know what's going to happen there, but I will say, come ready, Uh, come ready to think. We see time after time God setting up a standard, go into all the world, have we done that yet? Love your neighbor as yourself, where are we on this one? You see what I mean? God sets a standard and one of the reasons we need Jesus is because none of us have ever reached the standard. And some of these rules were completely flaunted. When we talk about slavery, as we now begin, all right long introduction but it was necessary because my email shows me it was necessary when we talk about slavery and god's laws concerning slavery we need to set that as something separate from the horrific evil of the african slave trade or the atlantic slave trade or the slave trade started by the colonist is the way some people put it slavery has always been slavery still is There are still many countries where children are sold, uh, where uh, women are captured, where men are forced into labor. This um, is an unfortunate reality, and I'm not sure what humanity is going to be able to do about this, but I, I would agree something has to be done. Even the iPhone I am recording on right now is a result of labor, child labor to get things like nickel out of Africa but also labor camps, labor in other countries. I don't like this, but trying to find a way around it, I think it's gonna to have to become a human thing, not a legislative thing. So the reality is slavery still is out there. And it is all, we just turn our blind eye to it. The uh, United States Marine Corps was really begun in response to Muslim slave trades in the Mediterranean and the Atlantic. Uh, they were capturing Americans. And so the, the president sent out a request. He's looking for a few good men. And that's how that started. The slave trade in America was brutal, dehumanizing for both parties, but especially, you know, I'm not gonna to try to act like the same suffering. It made beast out of the people who enslaved others. That's what I'm trying to say. And the others, they had their humanity, their hopes, their dignity taken from them. All of that is a horrific evil, but that's not what the Bible's talking about. In fact, the Bible does talk about slaves a lot, slave-master relationships, and you might say, well, that was the Old Testament. No, it keeps going. In the New Testament, you've got the fugitive slave, Onesimus, that um, he is convincing to go back to Philemon, who is his brother in Christ, saying, you need to go back. Yes, we'll talk about that relationship later. The grim reality is that Peter will tell people to be, if you're a slave, be the best slave you can be. If your master, be the best master you can be. This goes through the New Testament. So this is not, this is not a question of, well, look what they used to do well back then, but our Bible then redeems us. And we need to look in the context where these things existed and what the words meant to them and why the world thought differently about things that horrify us, all right? Both in the Old and the New Testament, the words used to denote slaves do not necessarily carry the same connotations that we associate with slavery today. The stealing and selling of human beings, such has been common throughout human history. It is a capital offense in the Old Testament. Again, you have examples of them not paying attention to this and not following it. But according to the Old Testament law, it was a capital offense to steal and sell human beings. The return of a a runaway slave to a master was also illegal in the Old Testament. In almost every instance, almost every instance of slavery in scripture of uh, and we, we do kind of have to uh, uh, hit a narrow spot here of Israelites enslaving Israelites was debt servitude and, and indentured servitude even those words can be a little bit misused here there it was it was a debt slavery you owe a debt you cannot pay it so somebody else pays it but that also buys your labor for a particular period of time once you done your labor, then that debt is satisfied, then you're released. Now, modern day sex traffickers and labor traffickers use this all the time. And they'll say, well, yeah, but we brought you here. Now you've got to work it off and you might bring in, you know, it might take you 20 years and they say, well, you know, we've been feeding you and we've been giving you clothes. We've been really good to you. So out of your $15,000 original debt, you've worked 20 years and you've lowered it now to 12,000. I mean, and seriously, this happens every single day. In America, Canada, uh, all over Europe, and certainly all over Central America, Eastern Europe, Asia, and Africa, it still occurs. Africa not as much as the others. Um, uh, This seems to be a disease of industry Uh, and it's 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 horrible. Um, I could go on and on obviously. Still, when a person could not pay, please remember that in a time of Charles Dickens, just 150, 200 years ago, the British Empire, which at that time was the biggest empire the world had ever seen, most powerful, and clothed itself in Christianity as the king or the queen would be the head of the church. They put people in prison for owing any amount of money and kept them there in horrible conditions. Many of them could never even fully sit down, much less lay down. Horrible sanitary, that people died on the debtor prison ships. And Charles Dickens wrote quite a bit about that back in the day. And you couldn't get out until the debt was paid. Well, how can you pay your debt when you're in there? The Old Testament had a different way of doing it. There's an agreed upon period of work for a person who has paid off your debt, when that's done, Well, then you can go free if you wish. And you might say, what what do you mean if you wish? Well, there's another thing about slavery in the Old Testament. It is really very different than what you would have seen in 1820s, the American South, all right? So in the Old Testament, the laws were given because it was talking to the Israelites about the way they were to treat Israelites and to a lesser extent, the way they were to treat those who were strangers, those who were not of the covenant. In the New Testament, where you would wish that Jesus would come back and slam a hammer down hard and say, slavery's over, stop it, we're not doing it anymore, you don't, you don't see that. Why? I always wanted him to do it, frankly. I wanted Paul to do it, I wanted somebody to do it, but you read through and you don't see it, and the reason Once you put it in context, it becomes clearer. Christians had no power to change that system. All the power they had was their faith expressing itself in love. They were under a Roman power and Romans made the rules. And if they decided to to rise up against this, it would have been another Spartacus. And by the way, there were a lot of slave revolts. They all ended really poorly because the other side had the weapons. And the organization and the law behind them. Horrible law, evil law, but they had it. So in the New Testament, you're not going to get what we wish. Instead, God's saying work out your faith and love wherever you are, be honorable and be good. It's not terribly satisfying for those of us that want slavery wiped off the map in one fell swoop, but the moral arc of the world does bend toward justice as a great man once said. In the Old Testament, the law was given to be the law of the land. In the New Testament, the the new laws are given to people who live under somebody else's law. There, we have to treat them separately, all right? And a major cause, we'll do this, um, we're gonna to try to do these in about 20 minute segments. Um, a major major cause of confusion for most people when they read the word slavery in scripture is that assumption that it means what we think it means, and it, it does not. Strictly, anybody who is um, um, working off a debt, or who has an obligation to work for this person, is not a slave. They are an ebed, or it's actually pronounced eved. It looks like e b e d, but it's pronounced eved. If they are a woman, they're called an ama. And and by the way, these words can can refer to a very harsh, brutal, evil slavery, but normally it's not referring to that in the Old Testament. Once again, doesn't mean they obeyed the laws, but the laws were there to protect both parties. You might wonder, well, what's that all about? Well, you'll see. Just a real quick look. Exodus 21 and verse 16, whoever steals a man and sells him and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. I'm going to do that one again. Exodus twenty one sixteen: Whoever steals a man and sells him, and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. So this isn't about man-stealing. Contrast, however. Um, uh, Leviticus 25 and verse 39 uh, also same chapter, verse 47, speak of the poor Israelites selling himself into slavery, servitude, debt service. They were not just property like livestock, but rather they were people that were caught in a particularly bad situation with debt. That can help us clear up in our heads what's going on. Deuteronomy 23 verses 15 through 16, you shall not give up to his master a slave who has escaped from his master to you. He, that escaped slave, will dwell with you in your midst in the place he shall choose. He's free. Within one of your towns, wherever it suits him, you shall not wrong him. So once again, what we're seeing in the law being given in the Old Testament is nothing like the American slave system or the slave system that really still exists. It is, it is illegal to return a slave. You must, if they've escaped, you must give them the freedom to live in any of your towns. There's where I need to take a break and make you think about something before our next time we talk. In your towns, the area you control, we have this chronological arrogance that people should think like we think now because we have all the systems and we are these progressed, uh, upwardly growing humanist fulfilled individuals. And while I'm really, really thrilled that the human race has made progress, please understand that in where this was written and to the people to whom it was written, there was no standing police force really in any country. That's more of a modern idea. There were military, and most areas didn't have a standing military. When they had to fight, they went out and grabbed the farmers and the bakers, and they made them do it. So how do you enforce laws? How do you protect yourself? How do you protect your family? If I'm a farmer and there are three years of drought, and now I owe my suppliers, they're coming after me, And they're going to want to grab everything I've got. They're going to, they're going to throw me into a debtor's prison, or they're going to sell me as a slave. They're going to sell my children as slaves. What do we do? In the old Testament, it was, if you're in that situation, go find another Israelite and say to them, we will serve you. If you pay off our debt, we'll serve you. And you would enter into this contract. And there were rules about how you were to treat each other. Again, rules. People don't always follow rules. But there was no constitution. There was no social security. There were wa- there were no um, food stamps, I know it's now a card. There were there was no safety net. Just as there were wasn't, even all the way through the eighteen hundreds in Britain, where Queen Victoria, in all of her um, Christian charm, allowed people as young as a 12-year-old boy to be hung for stealing bread. I think the Old Testament laws are so far advanced uh, even compared to, well even, not even, compared to anything we came up with except in the last hundred years or so. We're getting better as as a human race, but let's remember what is now isn't what used to be. Gotta stop. We'll pick it up here next Monday. Thanks for tuning back in and giving us another try with a little bit better audio and visual. Thanks.